Appreciate the opportunity to be back with you all this morning. Appreciate your attendance. Looks like we've got a pretty good number this morning considering uh, some of the illness and the things that's been going on with the recent spark in the virus. Um, unfortunately, my wife and daughter is not able to be with me this morning. Our daughter uh, wasn't feeling very well, so she we decided to leave her home. So they're uh, at the house. But I appreciate the time that we get to be together here with you. Uh, I know my family are getting very comfortable with y'all and feel like you're uh, part of our family as well and glad that we can worship with you. Um, before we start the lesson, I want to make mention, and I've made this mention before, um, that I use the New King James Version of the Bible. Uh, I'm going to give reference uh, to that this morning. If you have your Bibles with you and you'd like to turn to some of the passages as we read uh, some from the Scripture in the lesson this morning, also, I'm going to give reference, as I made mention in the Bible class hour, uh, to the English Standard Version as well. Uh, and what I mentioned in class, sometimes different versions, we have our language changes a little bit, and sometimes other versions of the Bible, they may use a little bit different wording. It still goes back to the old Greek and Hebrew language, but it's a little easier for us to comprehend. So that's why sometimes we... I'll switch back and forth um, as far as what I use as far as uh, the text. But generally, I stay with the New King James. The lesson that I want to talk to you about this morning is something that I feel is going on a lot in society today. I know it's, it deals with things in my life. Probably and everybody here can relate to the lesson that we're going to talk about this morning. The lesson is entitled, Stress, Anxiety, and Depression. Some things that we in our society are going through uh, quite daily anymore. It's a, a tremendous thing that we're having to deal with, with these two, uh, or these three things that we're going to talk about. Um, one thing that we're going to point out in the, in the lesson um, is that anxiety from time to time can be a normal response to stress. That's a normal thing to have anxiety. But when the anxiety becomes a chronic problem and it interrupts our daily lives, that's when it becomes a disorder. So if we let stress of the world become into anxiety and it disrupts our lives, then that's when you have a problem. So some of the facts that I'm going to mention here, uh, just as we get into the lesson, kind of give you an, a, an idea of what how uh, our world today is dealing with anxiety and the United States deals with it. It says, in fact, in the United States, more people strug struggle with anxiety disorder than any other mental condition. And just over 19% of the population who are 18 years old and older will have, have one each year. This equates to 40% of millions, million adults who are dealing with anxiety disorders. Some of the things that we want to mention about anxiety, what causes that? Look at some of the things that we're dealing with today that brings on anxiety in our lives. One thing might be health issues. Sometimes we have health issues. Um, we all deal with it. We talk about it. Uh, some things that we're dealing with right now is, is with this COVID. Um, and we're getting symptoms. Maybe that's related to the COVID, but may not necessarily be the COVID. And so that causes anxiety and stress in our lives because we're worried that 
we've got it and we don't know what we're to do about it. We get worried that it may pass on to our loved ones. So that creates stress, anxiety, and sometimes depression in our lives. Other things that may attribute to that is medications. Medications that we take, they have certain side effects and sometimes that can mess up our mental state and that can cause uh, problems as well when we're on certain medications. Um, one thing that you wouldn't necessarily think about would be caffeine. If you drink, you're drinking a lot of pop, you're drinking a lot of coffee or things with caffeine, that can kind of make you jittery and have a lot of problems with anxiety. Another thing that's not a good thing for you to do as far as taking care of yourself is skipping meals. And a lot of times I think, well, I don't have, some people may think, well, I don't have time to eat and I'm too busy and I can't eat. I'm not going to eat right now because I just don't have time. And that's not a good thing to put that stress on your body. Also, too, just negative thinking. Negative thinking, the devil has sometimes can wreak havoc on our minds and get us worried about things that we shouldn't be worried about. And he takes advantage of some of these other things that we've already talked about to have us start having negative thinking about things, and that can cause anxiety in itself. And it's once you start getting negative thinking going, it's hard to get out of that. It's hard to work yourself out of that, that particular situation you're in. Another thing that a lot of people deal with today is financial concerns. If you're constantly worried about what you're going to do, how you're going to pay the next bill, where your next meal is going to come from, how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that, that can cause anxiety, stress, and depression. Sometimes just being at a party, sometimes getting together with people, that creates stress. You wouldn't think that would necessarily be the case, but some people have that, that issue. If you're just getting around, going around people and you're going certain places, they don't want to be out in the public. So we kind of get in our little shell. We talked about uh, a little bit of that in class, and we've kind of alluded to that a couple times before, that how as a Christian we are to get out and move out of our comfort zone. Sometimes that's hard to do. But we're going to look at some things about what we can do to help get through that, what the Bible gives reference to as part of how to move out of that, that part of your life that you're uncomfortable going and being around other people. Uh, some people become hermits and they stay at the house because they're afraid of being around somebody else. Um, sometimes just an argument or conflict that you have with somebody, disagreement, that can cause uh, stress anxiety and depression in your life. If you're not at agreement with somebody, maybe you've gotten into an argument with your spouse and that's just created a situation you didn't want to be in. And so it's created that tension within that marriage bond and it's creating you that anxiety. Another thing that may cause it is what I'm doing right now. I'm up in front of a, a group of people and bring a message to you from God's word. That sometimes can create anxiety. I deal with it. Um, and one thing I may mention of a couple times is I have a trouble reading sometimes. And if I have a lot of anxiety or I get a little nervous, then I don't read as well. I've had that problem ever since I was a kid. But um, just getting up in front of people, you know, with Tony being up here leading songs, that's a hard task. And, you know, I've, I've done it. And even after you do it for a number of years, you still have that anxiety when you're getting up in front of a group of people, even if you're prepared. I know, he, and I'm going to make, don't, don't take this wrong, Tony, but uh, I've done what, exactly what you've done about putting your numbers up 
and you put up some number, and well, that's not the number that you put up. And I messed up in songs last last week when I was singing the uh, a verse, a song I've led ever since I was a kid, and I messed up the last verse. And our minister Ron, he said, "Well, I realized you had problems with that last verse." I thought, "What was that?" I, said, I don't know. It might have been anxiety or something. I I don't know what caused it, but. Uh, we make mistakes. And sometimes when we have anxiety, things that we're not comfortable doing, it's easy to make mistakes. We're all human beings. Um, sometimes we can have things that may trigger it as far as personal issues. Um, it may be a certain smell that you smell. Um, I know people, have, I've heard people that have lost loved ones and you might have a something, some article of clothing, clothing that bought, belonged to that person that had passed away and you smell that particular thing and it brings back memories of that person that you love so dearly that you've lost and that can bring on anxiety um, sometimes certain songs there are certain songs that come on the radio that just just really get you um, I know my father-in-law uh, we lost my mother-in-law two years ago and he's going through a lot of these situations himself he comes down to our house uh, every Saturday night and listens to uh, old gospel songs and just sets and balls like a baby. So, you know, there's things that happen um, that bring on those emotions. And is it what we need to learn from those? You know, that's sometimes those are not a bad thing. Sometimes it helps us get through certain situations. But when it becomes a part of your daily life, that it, you struggle with that and it causes you not to be able to do something that you need to do, that's when you have a problem. And what a lot of people do today is, you know, number one, a lot of people may turn to alcohol or drugs to get through that. I know I deal with that where I work at. I'll have, um, I've, in fact, I just had an inmate a few days ago that was having some difficulty at home. I caught him in my unit with hooch, which I don't know if you know uh, what that is, but it's a homemade wine. He said, I was just having some troubles. And I, that was the way I turned to, to try to see through my troubles. And alcoholism is not the way to go. That causes other problems. And that's why I tried to tell him, I said, you're, you're uh, trying to find avenues to try to get this pain to go away. And that's not going to, it may give you a temporary relief, but it's not going to solve the problem, the depression that you're going through right now. And other people may turn to drugs. And that, that again, is something that people do to try to re get uh, the pain to go away. And that's not a, uh, the issue. Many times the alcoholism or the drugs may lead into crime, which leads them into prison, which creates more problems. So as we've kind of think about some of these things, as we lead into what the Bible has to say about this, these topics. Um, I want to make mention of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verses 19 through 20. Um, we're not going to read it at the time at this time. Um, in fact, well, let's see, we might just turn over there. 1 Corinthians chapter, I will go ahead and read that, because this is something that we need to think about um, when we're talking about uh, the lesson this morning, First Corinthians chapter six, and we're going to look at verses nineteen and twenty. 
Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is God's. So we know, we as Christians, we know that we've been bought with a price. Christ gave his life for us so that we could remove the old man, we could become a new creature, and to have Christ living within us. So yet we are living in the world, but we're not to be of the world, and our body that we have should be Christ. Our body belongs to Christ. So we shouldn't let these things overcome us. We shouldn't let stress, anxiety, and depression uh, come over us, and we shouldn't do things to hurt our bodies, because when we do that, we're, our bodies are a temple of the Lord's, and it's to be used for good. A lot of things that we talked about in Bible class this morning, that we need to go and use our abilities to go out and preach the Word of God to others. We should be excited about being a Christian. And even though we're living in what seems to be a difficult time in our society with what we're going through with the virus and all these things that are going on in the world, we as Christians still need to be happy and to live as that way and be an influence for good um, in the world. Now, as we look into the, what the Bible says, um, if you want to turn to uh, the book of Luke, we're going to look at chapter 10. And we're going to see here, we're going to look at a couple passages this morning uh, as to who had anxiety in the Bible. So Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 38 through 42. Get over there. All right. Now, this is dealing with uh, Mary and Martha. And we're going to see here uh, what the situation here. Verses 38 through 42 of Luke chapter uh, 10. Now, it came, now it happened as they went uh, that, a, that he entered a certain village. A certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at, his, at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with her much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to, uh, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which is, which is not taken away from her. So we see here the, the story of Mary and Martha, how that Jesus had came to their house. And we've seen here that uh, Martha was more concerned about getting a meal ready to, uh, to serve Jesus, and that... Um, Mary was more concerned with being with Christ and hearing what God had to what had what Christ had to say. And you see here that uh gives reference that uh Martha was worried and troubled about many things. She and then she even came to the place that she was busy, you know, preparing things and worried more so about that than she was hearing what Jesus had to say. Um 
So that troubled her. Not that necessarily that that was a good, you know, a bad thing that she was worried about that, that she wanted to make sure that uh, Jesus was going to be taken care of, that there, whoever was going to be in the house along with Christ was going to, their needs were going to be taken care of physically. But Mary was more concerned about uh, her spiritual life and, and hearing what Jesus had to say. And, you know, this is kind of the attitude that sometimes we get. We worry about um, more things that's going on in the world and things that what we have to eat or drink, and we're kind of worried about we've got to get all this done. We don't have time to try to um, get have time to study with God or hear the, the message, and we kind of squeeze them out, squeeze out our time to study and learn uh, what God has to say. So, you know, we need to realize that, that that's an avenue that sometimes we get into, that we are more worried about the affairs of the, the day and what we've got to get done. You know, I have to do this or I have to do that. I have to prepare a meal. I have to clean the house. I have to do whatever it is that you do. And we plan our days to the place that when it get the day's over, we think we, if hopefully we think, you know, I didn't spend a whole lot of time studying God's Word today. I didn't do anything to teach the Bible, uh, the gospel, to spread the good news today. And so then hopefully the next day that you think differently. Um, as we think about that, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to go through and look at another passage that relates to this very thing. Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 25 through 34. And as I mentioned this morning, uh, you may have a heading in your Bible as to what this, these particular verses are. Mine says, do not worry. So let's look at these uh, few verses here. It says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not more than, is not life more than food for the body, more than, than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of, which of you are worrying, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither they toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall I eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And isn't that very true? Um, we have a hard time, and I know I do, uh, not playing ahead, I guess, sometimes I have a tendency to look too far in the future, and you worry about, how am I going to get this done by this certain time? 
but it all seems to work out. Um, sometimes I, even in preparing a lesson, you, you worry like, well, I've got so much time to get this done and you know, how am I going to have time to get this worked in where I get this lesson prepared to, to teach or preach? And we worry. That's just a normal reaction. And, but, you know, the Bible teaches us, God teaches us that we need to just worry about today. You know, the t- today will take care of itself because we are not guaranteed tomorrow. We may not have tomorrow. We may pass away before the end of this service or Christ may come before the end of this service or before we get home. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So, you know, and that's it, a hard thing to do. And I, as I've studied this lesson, you know, the Bible talks about these things, but it's very hard. We know what the Bible says, and we've probably all heard this passage before. And, but to actually to hear it and to apply it are two different things. But we have to trust in the Lord that He's right in what He says because it all seems to work out. Um, I know my family, we've had difficulties over the years, as everybody does, and you always wonder, how is this ever going to come, come about? How are we going to get through this trial that we're, we're dealing with? And you just live, try to live within the day and realize that, you know, once you, you just make it day to day and get through things. And um, we, were, uh, we had um, Roger Rush do a gospel meeting last week with us at Washington, or down at uh, Chillicothe. And he was talking a lot about these very same things. Um, and how that we ought to live within the moment and that we ought to live for Christ each day and don't worry about the next day because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to what's going to come. And we worry about, you know, as the text says, we worry about what kind of, where our food's going to come from, where our clothes going to come from. But if we put our faith and trust in the Lord, He will make sure that He provides for you. And that doesn't mean that we just think it's just going to magically come. We have to do our part. You know, we have to look at the avenues that God has given us to provide us with those things, like having a job. Um, Some of us get stressed out about um, going to work every day. We talked about that a few weeks ago, about complaining um, about the jobs, working a 40-hour work week. And we get stressed sometimes about going to work because... You know, we we probably just as soon sit at home and do what we want to do, but we have to go to work. We have to provide for our families. But God has given us that that avenue to make sure that we do have food, we do have clothing, and we do have shelter. And so, if we have the basic necessities of life, then we know we're going to be cared for. Um, so that's important to think about. That um, the next passage that we want to look at is from Luke chapter two. This is also a very familiar passage that deals with um, Mary and Joseph seeking after Christ when uh, they had left um, him and they thought that he was coming with them on their journey. So Luke chapter 2. And we're going to be looking at verses 46 through 50. 
so now after no no there we go now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening to them and asking them questions and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers so when they had saw him they were amazed and his mother said to him son why have you done this thing to us Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he had spoken to them. So we see here that uh, Christ was there speaking with the scholars. And Moses, they were. this was during the Feast of the Passover um, when they were there at the Feast of the Passover, and when they went to go home, Christ, uh, they thought Christ was on the journey with them, and they didn't realize it, that he wasn't with them. But he had stayed there to uh, be about his father's business. He was busy uh, speaking with the, the scholars. And so this created some worry for Mary and Joseph because they didn't know where uh, Christ was. They didn't know where their son was. And you can... I would suppose a lot of parents could relate to that, having your own children, that if you're um, not sure exactly where they are or what's going on, you're going to be worried about them. That's a normal reaction. Um, that's why I guess in some aspects it's nice to have a cell phone. If your child is out running around, they can just call you. Uh, since we don't have pay phones and things around anymore, they have that avenue to, to call and let you know that, hey, I'm okay. And I know that's one thing that, uh, my wife has kind of instilled in me is that um, she wants to make sure that her parents weren't worrying about them. when they were uh, still alive. She said, I don't want anybody to worry about me. So she makes a phone call. And I've, I've always kind of taken that into consideration that, yeah, you may want to call somebody to so they don't worry about you. Um, but one thing that we can do um, as far as what the Bible teaches us is about not worrying so much about our children uh, we can look at Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, which says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So one way you can keep from worrying about your child is to train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And if you're doing that, you know that you're, you've trained them right, that they're not going to be going places or being involved in things, hopefully if you've trained them right, in things that, are contrary to God's law, things that may cause them to have an accident, uh, may wind up getting arrested, or something else that may happen because of the choices that they've made in life. And hopefully that child will be considered of your feelings that they're going to call and say, you know, I know mom and dad's worried about me, and they've trained me right, and, you know, I know that this is going to create worry for them, and they're going to call and let you know that where I'm at, what I'm doing. And so, you know, that's one thing that we can do for ourselves as parents is to make sure that we do what the Scripture says and train our children in the way of the Lord. So that doesn't put worry on ourselves because we know that God is important to them and that they're going to remain faithful if we've trained them right growing up. So um, the last point that I want to look at this morning is what does the Bible, we're going to look at a couple more passages as to what the Bible says about anxiety. Um, turn over to Proverbs with me, if 
you have your Bibles there. And we're going to turn to Proverbs chapter 12. And that was one thing that we, if you look in Proverbs, there's a lot of, it's a harder book to understand, but there are a lot of things in there that, that helps you to understand that's uh, a lot of good things. I know Tim's doing um, lessons on Wednesday night from the book of Proverbs, and it's been a very good study, so I encourage you to do that as well. But it says, uh, I haven't got to it real quick, so I'll just read my notes here. Um, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 25 says, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. So if we let anxiety get in our hearts, that causes us to have depression. If we let things that we've talked about already in, invade our lives, it causes us not to do the things that we want to get done that uh, in, in life, it interrupts our daily schedule. That can cause us to have depression. And one thing that we can learn um, as a Christian is the, the, part, the next part of that, but a good word makes it glad. So if you see somebody that you know is struggling with these three things, with anxiety, depression, and uh, stress, and you know you're going, they're going through a difficult time, Give them a phone call. Maybe go by and see them and, and uh, see if there's something that you can do for them. Uh, maybe that, you know, that, that person's been sick and they've, it's kind of caused them to be kind of depressed because they're not out um, getting to be with friends. Uh, we've got a couple members at our congregation that's been shut in because of, because of health reasons, underlying health reasons, and they don't want to be out because of this COVID. And it's easy that if you're sitting in your house all the time and too scared to you know, too nervous to be out because of the virus that you're going to be at home and you're going to get depressed because you're sitting there by yourself and not really doing anything. You're not out um, seeing anybody. Maybe nobody's calling you. Maybe you're not out in a card from someone. And so you kind of get lonesome for that companionship. So, you know, just then I encourage you in, just in your own congregation to look at who's not here this morning and uh, give them a phone call and let them know that you're thinking about them. See if there's anything that they need. Um, because just a good word, that may completely change that person's attitude. Um, and that's, you know, what the Bible says. that They can get out of that particular situation. Um, another verse is 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So whatever, however much stuff that you're going through in your own individual life, you may be going through, think, you think of quite a lot of things, and it's more than you can handle. The Bible teaches us you know, that God's not going to put on any more on us than what we can handle. Sometimes you think it's a lot, but he's always going to see you through it. Regardless of how bad it gets, he's always going to see you through. Um, and that's why we need to cast our cares and anxieties on him. Uh, another verse is Psalm chapter 37 and verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust always in him, and he shall bring it to pass. 
So we need to put our trust in the Lord. And those things, the anxieties, the things that you're going through in your life, that's going to all come to pass. And it's, you know, when we leave this life, it's not going to matter, um, you know, what we didn't, didn't do or we did do. You know, we need to make sure that we're living a life uh, of Christ, that we're doing the things that Christ wants to do. And that's our main goal. That's why um, one thing I, I try to teach our kids in my uh, teenage classes Realize that the reason that we're here is to live for Christ. It's not for us and how much abundance of things that we have or what we don't have or what we do have. It's what we're doing for Christ. And the only things that we really need to worry about, we need to make sure we have clothes on our back, we have food in our stomachs, and we have a roof over our heads. All the other stuff is this extra stuff that we don't necessarily need. And sometimes those things can cause these problems because we have those things. They bring it on ourselves. But we need to put all of our trust in the Lord that He's going to see us through that. Uh, also, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So there again, it talks about the same uh, types of things, that we commit all of our works to the Lord. And you know we're to go out and to teach the Word and then God will give, we spread the Word and God will give the increase. We plant the seed. God will give the increase. Um, and anxiety, as we kind of talked about too, should not be the attitude of a Christian. We should be happy in our Christian lives as we go about our daily walks of life. And like I say, it's a, it's a daily thing. You have to live day to day. Don't try to worry about tomorrow because we're not guaranteed that. Um, Psalm chapter 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. This is alluding to uh, the King David that he prayed to God to help overcome his fears, and he did. Um, that he see, helped him see him through that. Uh, Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen strengtheneth you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So uh, that's a whole other lesson in itself is about fear. Uh, we need to not fear the things in the world uh, because God is there to help strengthen you and keep you uh, through things. The last verse that I want to look at this morning is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, as we get ready to close the lesson here. Philippians chapter 6, verses, or chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So I know this is a verse that helps me a lot that I've uh, read quite often. If you're having a difficult day, turn to the Bible. That'll help you through. Read the scripture, pray, have supplication. Supplication means be honest in what you're doing. Ask for God for help in the situation that you're in. And if you put your cares and anxieties, everything that you have 
in God's hands, just like we learned in this lesson. Hopefully you understood what the Bible has to see to say. It'll help you through that situation. So, you know, I know we deal with this this virus that we're involved in and it, it gives us a lot of stress, anxiety, and depression. But turn to the scripture. Be honest in what you are asking God for. Go to him in prayer and he'll see us through this. We don't see how that we're going to come through this virus and when it keeps going on, we've had a, a back set with it a little bit and more people have got it, but eventually it's all going to, It'll be all right. We'll all get through us. God, if we keep our faith and trust in the Lord, he'll see us through this. So as you consider the lesson this morning, I hope that I've given you an opportunity to think of your own life, what things that you're going through, maybe in your own personal life. You can look at ourselves. You know, the Bible talks how we need to examine ourselves and look how what the Bible has to say to us individuals as individuals and do what we need to do to make those necessary corrections in our lives. And if you're suffering from stress, anxiety, or depression, realize that the Bible is here to help you. God is here to help you. You don't necessarily have to turn to, uh, I hope you don't turn to drugs and alcohol. There are some drugs out there that are helpful. Some people that are out there that, psychologists, people that can help you through situations. But God will be the ultimate one to help you through that situation. And I hope that you've, if you've done some things in your life that you know are not according to God's will, you've not yet put Christ on in baptism, you have that opportunity given to you today that you can come forward at the appropriate time when we sing the song of invitation, that you can put Christ on in baptism. And if you have put Christ on in baptism, but yet you've let some of the stress and things happen that's overcome your life, Maybe it's interrupted your life to where you can't walk that Christian walk. You're, you're so caught up in the stress and the anxieties of the world that you're not doing the things that, according to God's word anymore, we can offer prayers for you and with you and help you in your journey as uh, you go on that journey, daily journey to heaven with the Lord. So if you find yourself subject to the invitation, come forward now as we stand and sing.